0: Hello, my beautiful humans, and welcome back to Caffeinated Yogi Talks. As always, I'm your host, Danielle Collinsworth. Today, for episode 51, we are diving into your core. Now, it does not matter if you consider yourself a runner, a lifter, and I-don't-really-exercise-er, or a yogi. No matter what, you have a core, period. I hate that sometimes people think, like, I don't have a six-pack, so I don't have a core. Wrong, your core exists. So today we're going to talk about how, if, when do you need to activate it? Do you need to do more than what you're doing or is your regular workout or yoga practice enough? So basically, if you are breathing, you should keep listening because talking about the core is something that I don't think we do enough and we can all benefit from. So, as always, go grab yourself a nice, warm, yummy cup of coffee, or if you're one of those weirdos who doesn't like coffee, no judge, I suppose, (laughs) but in all seriousness, get comfy and let's dive in. Hi there. Welcome to Caffeinated Yogi Talks. I'm your host, Danielle Collinsworth. Here, we will talk about all things yoga, both on and off the mat. Fitness, entrepreneurship, this crazy thing called life, and maybe a bit about coffee. So throw on your headphones, grab your favorite cup of gel or tea if that's your fancy, and let's get chatting. All right, so first up, I do want to talk about a new sponsor for the podcast, and it is vu-ray Bags. I truly don't know if I'm even pronouncing that correctly, so... If you know that I'm not, feel free to correct me. Um, But if you go into the show notes, you'll see the link. Uh, If you were to go to their website, you can always use the code Danielle, spelled D-A-N-Y-E-L-L. And they are a company that supports your movement by helping you carry your shit. So they have a bunch of duffel bags, totes, yoga bags, all those kinds of things. They have a line that is based just on eco-friendly products. Um, they're very affordable. I recently just got mine in and I am very happy with the product. Um, I love all of the little bags, compartments. Um, it does a good job carrying a lot of stuff. I Now that I'm not working out in a box as much and I'm inside more of a globo gym, uh, I have bought two and a half pound plates because... If you do anything that is lifting and you're doing like overhead work or um, trying to hit one rep, things like that, having those two and a half pound plates is a game changer. And I was sick and tired of having to fight for them at the gym. So I bought my own. And having them inside the bag with two different pairs of shoes, a jump rope, it all fits. It all has its own home. Uh, Overall, huge fan. I only have one product thus far, um, so I can't speak too much to it, but give them a follow on Instagram. Make sure that you're following me, uh, from the bit that I've talked to them thus far. It seems like I'll be able to do some giveaway like stuff and, uh, I will always test the product before I give something away or before I even talk about it on here. So again, I've only used one item, but the item that I have is working wonders and I'm excited to test out more. All right, so getting into this idea of your core. So somebody was talking to me recently about working one-on-one and they have different goals, which is awesome. I have goals myself. I'm sure that if you have been inside the gym or if you've been running for a while, practicing yoga for a while, you're going to have a goal of something. With yoga, maybe you have a goal to do a handstand. With running, uh, to hit a certain time within a Certain distance. With lifting, it might be to hit a certain weight or maybe to uh, feel a certain way as you're moving, to be more comfortable doing something like a burpee. Do you do five burpees and you feel dead? If so, your goal is probably to be able to do them in a workout without wanting to kill somebody, right? Uh, That's totally cool and that's normal to have goals whenever it is surrounding your fitness. And at the same time, though, Please note that a goal can totally be, I just want to be healthier. I think that's a goal that we all need to focus on more, in my personal opinion. Something that I didn't focus on for a while, I thought that I was, but then I realized I was focusing too much on trying to do what the person next to me was doing, specifically in something like CrossFit or whenever I would run. I was so competitive. I am still competitive. But I'm trying now to utilize the gym as something that supports me how can I be a healthier version of me not how can I be healthier or better than the person that is next to me now I can go on that rant for a really long time because this is something that has been directly a part of my life um, in more recent times so maybe I'll make another podcast on that but Again, as I was talking to this potential client, they were going over different goals that they have. And this is so common for people to say, I want this, so I need all my workouts to supplement this. So for example, I want a bigger ass. I want to have a peach looking bottom and I then want you to uh, only gear my workouts to booty gains. I'm sorry, that's not going to happen, period. Period. Now, will I make sure that you maybe get a few little bit of extra accessory things? Or after your workout, we're going to take three minutes to do uh, alternating single leg bridge holds. Sure, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm talking about three minutes of your time in the gym, right? I'm not making this entire workout three to five days a week based on your ass, Because guess what? A lot of the movements that you don't realize are impacting your ass are. And those are the ones you keep skipping out on and you don't necessarily understand the body the way I do. You're paying me to program you so I'm going to be supplementing your workouts to make sure that you are getting stronger through all parts of your body. Now that being said, I don't want to scare somebody away. If you were to let's say tell me, Danielle, I absolutely am terrified to get upside down so I never want to do anything that is in a handstand or in like a down dog push up like thing. Being in a pike with my feet on the box that is no problem. I totally understand those things, or maybe there's something of an injury in your past and there are certain movements that hurt you. Uh, duh, I'm not going to program them. Right? I hope this makes sense thus far. So, backtracking to this potential client, um. We then started talking some about core and we went into a longer conversation and I've even read a lot of this on the internet recently and uh, just this uh, people understanding or starting to read a little bit more that doing things besides something that is like a crunch or butterfly kicks or things like that, that there are other ways to activate your core when inside the gym going through something that is or really anything with a barbell, a squat, a deadlift, an overhead press, that all of those things are making your core stronger. And for the longest time, uh, I would say majority of the population, including a lot of personal trainers, would hear that and then be like, that's bullshit. I need to make it so that my core is on fire. Now, with all that being said, the first thing that I want to point out is yay humans. <laughs> yay humans for finally starting to understand the body a bit more. Because if you have seen anything that talks about you doing a squat is activating your core, that is correct. What I mean by that is you do not have to directly single point focus on a muscle group in order to activate it, right? However... And I feel like that this episode might be a lot of me going back and forth. So I just want to shoot a reminder, if I forget to say this at the end, please, please, please message me on Instagram if you have questions. Um, I love this platform, the podcast itself. The show is honestly so fun for me and I truly enjoy it. I love connecting with you in this way. But obviously if you have a question, you can't just pause it and be like, Um, excuse me and raise your hand, right? So if you have a question with what I'm saying, please send me a message. The links are also in the show notes. All right, that being said, um, there's been a lot of talk of, all right, so I'm doing something like squats, deadlifts and overhead press inside the gym. Rather, if that is with a barbell, dumbbells, kettlebell, all those things. But do I need to activate my core more? And a lot of people are going to say no. And this is where I go against that completely and I'm gonna say yes that you do. So our core is just it's so freaking tricky man and we need it for everything. So for example in yoga teacher training one thing that I go over with students is that we need to create a core where it is active but mobile. So if you're in something like warrior two and you're not engaging your core you're technically not in proper alignment. However I'm not saying that we need to activate your core to where you can't breathe or to where you're starting to like almost shake just because you are squeezing your belly so tight or you're trying to um, like clench your ass cheeks together so that you're like really holding back a fart, okay? Um, which also we talk about in teacher training, farting is cool in yoga, just so you know. <laughs> but um, uh, that is... Kind of activation is too much, right? We always want to think of it as my core is active and I can still move other things. That includes your breath. So, for example, whenever it comes to something like squatting, I almost always warm up myself and encourage clients to. I write it into their warm up directly to do some variation of a dead bug. What a dead bug means is you are laying on your back. And you're lifting your knees so that they're up in like a 90-degree bend. My favorite variation in order to really feel the core is to then take your hands and place them on the wall behind you. So it's called a wall dead bug. And from there, you try to extend one leg at a time, either to where the heel is touching down to the ground and you still keep your 90-degree bend, or where you extend one leg nice and long. Your stopping point would be whenever you can't keep the back grounded, meaning the spine grounded what that encourages is for your core to activate while we are moving other things and while we are still breathing. Your core is there to support your spine, which if I, I'm, I'm so not the anatomy expert within Sky's the Limit or Caffeinated Yogi, that's why I'm marrying Matt. No, I'm totally just kidding, it's not why, but uh, he is the anatomy guru. So maybe one day I should have him on here just to talk about uh, anatomy itself in some fashion. But your core supports your spine. And the best thing that I can say about your spine, to put it into the most layman terms as possible, is your spine is one tricky ass motherfucker. It is something that I personally, like if somebody starts talking about a certain pain in a certain part of their spine, like go, go talk to a specialist. That's not my area of expertise. I can help you by giving you some stretches. I can give you some core activation work. But if you're feeling pain, um, yeah, go talk to somebody. Your spine is no joke. There are so many nerves connected to the spine. Um, it's, it's just a tricky animal. And I would encourage you to then uh, um, find somebody that can help you that has studied just this part of the body kind of a thing. So trying to connect these pieces of my rambling session here together. Uh, I, if you're telling me something like you need to grow your peach I then sure will give you a few little extra things sprinkled in here and there that accumulate maybe an additional five minutes of work, right? Overall, you would still be getting a regular set of programming from me and you'll be like, wow, like my butt is getting stronger. It's looking nicer. And I'd be like, well, I'm actually not changing that much for you as to what I would uh, traditionally program, but cool. I'm glad you're seeing that. AKA, that's just me saying, I'm good at programming. So no matter what, you're going to see these parts of the body strengthen or move in a way that you want them to move. Now, core though, is one where I will forever still add that into programming. Meaning that we might have a day where we are going through something like a squat. And your squat is definitely going to help you grow your butt. So if we're doing different squat motions, I might not add in any form of a booty cash out for you, right? And I also hate, by the way, I don't call anything like a booty cash out. I can't stand that shit on Instagram, but I I hope that this is making sense to you. So if we're doing something that is a day that is heavy squat based, it might even be mixed with running, with box jumps, uh, maybe with some kettlebell swings, Um, maybe a different form of a squat. So rather than just a back squat, we also have a Cossack squat, things of that nature. All of those are going to help your butt, right? All of those are also going to help your core. However, your core is just so freaking important. And no matter what, it is connected to every single freaking piece of your life. And you just, you need, in my opinion, yes, you need more of it. That, whenever you work with me, is always something that I'm going to program more into. So picking on myself, uh, if I am not targeting my core as much and other parts of my life are in a way that I cannot necessarily control them. So I can tell you, for me personally, work-wise, over the past like two to two and a half weeks, I have been in front of a computer so freaking much. Like, I I love it, but I hate it at the same time. And I'm realizing how much, especially the older I get, if I am just sitting in front of a computer, A, my posture starts to go to shit because I'm freaking human, but that is the easiest way for me to feel quote unquote injured or in pain is sitting. Like the idea of motionless lotion is just, I wish that somebody could see me move through my life regularly and feel the way my body feels. And then do the same thing whenever I'm sitting a shit ton and feel how my body feels. Meaning the only thing I'm changing is I'm sitting down more instead of standing up. I'm not saying that I am changing necessarily how much I'm moving, things like that, like moving in the gym or moving on my yoga mat. If all of those factors are still the same, but the remaining time when I'm not doing my own workout or my own yoga practice, I'm then sitting down rather than standing up. Holy fuck, does my body hurt. My calves get tight. My low back gets tight. um, My traps are sore. I'm starting to round forward and I get a poor posture. And that's just making my chest tight. Like, I I mean, I'm not kidding. The list just goes on and on. Which, if anything, this has reminded me, this is why I have a little stand-up area downstairs. And I should utilize that more when I can. Because standing for me is better than sitting. However, if I was to add in a little bit more core work than what I originally had programmed in my workouts, my yoga routine, etc., that core activation could help me whenever I'm just in a seated position. And that can help me because I'm lengthening my spine. I'm then sitting taller. Uh, That doesn't feel like as much of a struggle because I have a strong core. Just like what I talk about in yoga teacher training, we have a strong but mobile core. I'm not saying that you should always be in a seat where you're engaging your tummy so much so that you're holding your breath or that you're starting to feel very uncomfortable. We, if anything, want to have your core in an engaged state to where a long spine feels nice. Arching your back actually kind of doesn't feel nice almost. So core is the one part of the body where I would go against what most people would say. You want bigger calves, so you are going to do a bunch of calf raises. Cool, yeah, that's going to help, but maybe we should look at some other things too. Other things that we can enter into your workout that will uh, connect to more parts of the body while still strengthening your calves. Can we go through some jump rope exercises? Rather, if that's a single under, a double under, maybe you're really fancy and you can do a triple under. (laughs) But uh, you getting into that jumping motion A, that's going to help your heart, we're working your shoulders, we're also engaging your core, we're getting your feet to get into a little bit more of an explosive state, all of these things. So we're doing more than just a single point focus. Still talking about the calves, maybe we still go through something that is a box jump. We go into more explosive movements with any form of a weight. So going through something that's like a clean, getting that explosive drive off of the floor will help the calf activate. And lastly, going through something like running, right? All of those things are going to help with other parts of the body rather than just being a single point focus. Your core just translates over to being needed in so many areas. And a lot of times other parts of our body are going to gain strength quicker. They're going to hold on to it and like soak it up more. So if I am even running I'm getting faster, my legs are getting stronger, I have that more explosive stride, all of these things. That's something that is growing progressively over time and your core is very, very, very important whenever you run. Yet, if you don't know how to have it in an active but mobile state whenever you're running, everything else is going to hit a plateau and that's because your core is holding you back. So how can we uh, incorporate different core Modalities before, after you're running, so that we can make you a stronger, a safer, a healthier runner. If you're lifting in the gym and you're moving through something like a deadlift, your legs are going to keep getting stronger. Your grip is going to keep getting uh, more and more comfortable with holding the bar. Your core, however, is going to be what goes first, even if you don't realize it. You're going to start to arch your back, and that means that your core within the front and the back line is starting to just soften. We need all parts of your core to be active in order to keep the spine straight because remember the spine is a tricky ass mofo. So again, to answer this question of how often do we need core? I do think that it is also important to incorporate movements that uh, require your core without doing something that's just like a straight up crunch. So, in yoga, um, moving through a sun salutation, moving through standing postures, going into a seated spinal twist, all of these things are going to activate your core without it being, I'm just going to hold a plank for 10 minutes or something like that. All of those things are beneficial, and we should be incorporating those to all aspects of our movement. So, moving on the yoga mat, inside the gym, on your footsies, etc. But I do definitely think it is important to add some additional core work that is then only going to help supplement your lifestyle, even if that is you sitting at your computer chair at work. So your question might then be now, well, Danielle, how do I do that? So I'm going to give you a few tips as to different core activation movements that I would encourage you to add in to your regular routine. Even if that means that your routine does not include yoga, running, gym, etc. Add this in somewhere. If anything, let that be your starting point. Maybe this is then what encourages you to step inside the gym rather than being intimidated to do so. So all of these movements are going to be things where we are encouraging your spine to be mobile while also having a strong core so that your limbs can all extend and move safely. I hope that makes sense. Core is engaged, spine can still move, and limbs can also extend and move freely, okay? First up is the dead bug that I mentioned. I talked about a wall dead bug. So again, you are laying on your back. Your hands are then, there's a wall behind you. And your hands are coming back onto the wall. Palms are grounded. Legs are in a 90 degree position as we extend your legs in some fashion. Now that one is just a wall dead bug. You do not have to do it with a wall. You can do it where your arms just stay straight up. If it's really hard for you to extend and alternate which leg is extending, I would then encourage you to maybe bring the hands back behind the head, lift the head up some to really encourage that spine to stay grounded. You can also uh, get a little bit into your side body and engage your uh, lats and your obliques by tying up a band so that your arms, your hands are uh, bound to something. So again, as I had a wall behind me, now I have something that is a pole or a rig behind me. I'm going to tie that band up onto the rig or uh, pole and I'm going to scoot forward so that whenever I grab hold of the band, I'm laying on my back. I want to bring the arms straight up so that my hands are in a straight line out from the shoulder and not so much to where, again, you can't breathe, but enough to where you feel like, okay, my ribs have to come together. I need to support this upper part of my torso in order to keep the arms where they're at can also do a traditional dead bug. So we would again start laying down, fingers point up to sky, legs in a 90 degree bend, you extend opposite arm and leg, meaning that as my right arm goes overhead, I extend the left leg long. Come back to center, switch other side and continue for as much as your programming sees fit. Um, you definitely don't have to do like I don't know, I feel like people love to stick with like do 50, do 100. No. If anything, I would say we want to make sure that we can maintain your breath. If I was to go through something like 100 dead bugs in a row, at the end, I am no longer in a state where my spine can be mobile while my core is active and my limbs are moving, which means I am no longer uh, connecting my mind to the muscles the way I want them to. I have lost good form. Maybe doing something that is a set of, 10 to 20 is going to be sufficient. And you might consider that as one leg extends, that's one rep. The other leg extends, that's another rep. Do that two or three times, okay? You don't have to do 100 straight in a row. You can do 30 in total and be totally fine. Now, dead bug, we can flip that guy over. So rather than being laying down and literally looking like a dead bug, I hope you're now getting the idea of what our body should look like, If we flip that around so that you're in a tabletop position, hands underneath the line of your shoulder and knees are underneath the line of your hip, we can then move through what's called a bird dog. Same exact thought as the traditional dead bug, but we're flipping your body over. Spine still stays nice and straight, so we're not trying to drop the belly down or lift it up too much as you extend opposite arm and leg. And then two options. You can either let them come back down to the ground or maybe you bring them in towards each other so that the opposite elbow and knee are coming in towards your navel. If you do that, I sometimes recommend arching your back some. So if you're familiar with a cat and cow motion in yoga, you're going to arch your back like you're coming into cat. Uh, with yoga, you do connect a lot with breath, and I think that that's important here. A good rule of thumb, any that you are extending or moving away, that's an inhale. Every time that you are coming in towards your body, that's an exhale. So if I'm on my hands and knees, inhale, stretch the right arm and the left leg nice and long. Exhale, curl in, knee and elbow come in towards each other. Inhale, move away. Exhale, back to center. Again, repeat as much as you so need. Um, from tabletop, you can also just go into some hovering-like work. Tucking your toes under, let your kneecaps lift to a hover, and try to move around from there. Let a foot lift up, let a hand lift up. Maybe you just stay with the knees hovering. That could be enough for you. All of the above are fantastic. I do think that's a really good thing to kind of do is think of moving your limbs around if you're in a traditional core-like movement. So something like plank. Rather, if you are on your hands or your forearms, maybe you can do a little oblique twist. Think of one hip coming down towards the ground back to center, the other hip comes down to the ground, back to center, keep on repeating. Maybe you take one leg, let it lift up off the ground, like an inch to a centimeter, bring your knee towards the elbow, and then re-extend it. Knee to elbow, re-extend it. Uh, All of those things are taking movements that you might be more familiar with, and then just trying to engage your core as we are moving the limbs. Last little bit that I'll give you, I truly think that there are so So, so many ways to activate your core. Um, As I just talked about moving your limbs while in something like a plank, that list is freaking endless. Uh, Shoulder taps, a side plank oblique twist, um, extending out to like what looks like a five pointed star in a side plank. You can get so creative there. And again, if you have questions, let's take a little chit chat off of the pod. But for purposes of this episode, I'm going to give you one more uh, exercise that uh, you might be able to add into your routine, and that would be anything that is in a hollow hold. So we're going to lay on your back again. This time, we're going to stretch everything long. So your legs are long and your arms are up overhead, extending your fingers far away from your toes. Now from here, we're going to lift up so that your hands, your arms, your head, your shoulders, your feet, your legs are all lifted. We are then grounded throughout your low spine. One option, stay there. Trust me, that is freaking hard. (laughs) Another is to move through what's called a hollow rock position. So you try to rock your body as if you were almost looking like a seesaw and letting like the feet lift up some and then the hands lift up some, feet lift up some, hands lift up some. One way I sometimes like to describe this, and I'm going to do it right now, so sorry if you feel like hear me moving, but make a hang loose sign. So, Uh, pinky and thumb are extended out as the other fingers are coming in towards your palm and then let, like, let it face your eyesight straight forward and then let the pinky move down and then the thumb move down. Pinky moves down, thumb moves down. This hang loose, like, yeah, bruh, (laughs) that kind of a shake, that's what you want to think of your body doing as controlled and as natural like of a movement as what you can. All right, guys, that's about all I have, um, So to sum up today's episode, overall, I would say engagement of core is very beneficial. It's going to help you to make sure that you are moving through something like a squat, a deadlift, or overhead press safely. It's going to help ensure that you are running to the best, fastest, and healthiest potential that you can. It will help you sit taller in a seat as you're being a badass and getting your computer work done. And it's also going to help your yoga practice to find proper alignment and to encourage that nice long but mobile spine. That is all I have for today. I truly hope that you found some benefit here. Uh, If anything, I'm going to talk a little bit about next week, scheduling. And I think that this is a good follow-up to today because the thing that you might be thinking of as you're listening to this episode It's cool. One more fucking thing that I have to add on to my to-do list. I hear you. Um, uh, Being busy is part of my life, in all honesty, and I'm okay with that. But I do think that there is a way for you to schedule yourself in a, um, a fashion that your mental health is a bit more of a priority. So it's not necessarily thinking, oh my gosh, I have to go devote an hour a day to this or I have to do this every single day. But it's just making you a little bit more aware as we then try to find the time to get through something like five minutes of core work, but to also have 25 minutes of time to unwind before you go to bed so that you sleep properly. You get a good night's rest, you then wake up and you're a dope human. If you liked today's episode, pretty please with sugar on top and a cherry, take a screenshot of what you're listening to. Share that to your Instagram story. Tag at Danielle the Yogi, that's my personal page, and that's spelled D-A-N-Y-E-L-L, the Yogi, or, and or, tag at CaffeinatedYogiTalks, that is the home of the podcast on Instagram. All that does is help other humans hear me, and that is the goal, the purpose of why I create this free resource for you guys. I know I've said it a few times. I'm going to say it again. If you have any questions, also send me a message on Instagram because I would love to have a little chit-chat with you. As always, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. And until next Tuesday, namaste and slay bu